Podcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. There we go. Hello. Is it, are you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, good. It's me, Dave. It's me, Katie. Cecil's not here today. He's not? He's down at the VFW Hall. Oh, finally. God. Thank God he's more active there. Yeah. They're doing a can drive. I just, thank God. Yeah, it's bought, nice to get him out of the house, you know? He bought 100 cans of cream corn. 100? Yeah, that's what he said. Wow. <laughs> <It's a> little, <laughs> he said a lot of the uh, older veterans, uh, they got soft gums, so they need the cream corn. They need the cream that corn. That was his logic. Wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. You hear that? You hear yeah. The lovely tones of John Mayer? I I can't believe you just said the lovely tones of John Mayer. Um, never. You know what that is right there? I uh, I hooked up with Nugs.net. This is a... Unpa- this sounds like a penetration no, website. Un- okay. Unpaid endorsement. Oh. I'm not getting paid to plug them. He's Nugs.net, lying. it's like um, it's like Spotify for live music. Mm. Like jam, primarily jam bands, but not just jam bands. That's but, so uh, cool. This is the show that I went to. Aww. This is uh, LA Forum, May 20th, 2023. For those of you that don't know, the Grateful Dead was touring. I got Dave a ticket and he went with his friend Wes. Dead and Company. Oh, Dead. It's, it's the new lineup. Why can't I well, just say the normal? Well, because they're they're not the Grateful Dead anymore because Jerry Garcia died back in 96. See, I don't like that. No. Don't you think that he wants to just let his, you know, it's like a team changing their name when someone retires mm-hmm. or dies. Yeah. The Lakers didn't change this got dark. Yeah. Why did? The Lakers, no, but finish that. I want to see where okay. this example goes. Okay. I I immediately stopped. The, the Lakers didn't change anything when, when what? Who? When that tragic thing happened regarding one of their players oh. in a plane. Oh, Kobe. Okay. So yeah. yeah. He did, I, I thought you were going to try to say like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he died. No. Like he's I was going to say Kobe because mm-hmm. I do not confuse him with mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm-hmm. And RIP and what a great guy. But uh you know, he passed. Guess what? They didn't change the name of the Lakers. That's he true. basically ran that crap. He was the Jerry Garcia of <laughs> Kobe, the Lakers. Kobe Bryant was the Jerry Garcia of the Lakers. Uh, put it on a t-shirt, guys. Mm-hmm. Send me the proceeds. <laughs> Boo, welcome home. Welcome home. Uh, good to be back. It's so good to have you back. I drove uh, 17 hours to get here. Dear God. Yeah. From Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay, so as everybody knows, we're going to be, uh, let me just start the timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get okay? that timer going. Remember, we're doing time mm-hmm. segments because mm-hmm. I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put five minutes on Dave. There we go. Are you ready? Oh, we're doing five and five. Yeah, gotcha. I get five, you get five. So I better hurry then. Okay, I'll give you six. Um, I'll give you six. Look. Great run, great tour run. And yeah, this was a run, not a tour. Great run of Colorado. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Tell me what. Tell me everything. Just had a blast. Uh, did a campground, did two campground shows. Ooh, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, ideal. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just a buddy of mine. He manages a campground in Bellevue, Colorado. That's about 40 miles west of Fort Collins. And uh, he's like, hey, you want to come do a Saturday, Sunday and just do basically a free show for the, I don't know if residents, tenants, what do you call somebody who's temporarily at a tamp- at a campground? I guess a uh, client? Campers. No. Yeah, the campers. Campers. We'll call them campers. That's cute. Uh, so yeah, did uh, one show Saturday, one show Sunday, just for, they, they all together they had about 100 campers. Uh, they've got, it's a mixed campground where they have tent camping, they have actual cabins, and then they have a uh, space for people who have RVs and campers, you know, pull behind campers. Oh, I that like that. It's kind of, you get to choose, which yeah. is your thing. I'd so, choose cabin. So, yeah. Um, by the way, they put me in a real nice cabin. It was right behind. Uh, we're right on the, um, I thought it was the Poudre River, but locals call it Poudre River. Poudre. Right on the Poudre River. <laughs> and it was, uh, the shows were fun, but it was a different dynamic than I've usually accustomed to because finally, after almost 17 years I'm doing shows for people who a know that a show is happening b are there to most of them are there to see me specifically right so that's that's always that's been fun the last few years like finally performing outside the cloak of anonymity that for years most comics you know perform in front of now uh, I have a question uh-huh. just side note for uh Obviously, when you have fans that come to see you, mm-hmm. Dave Stone, it's you automatically have that rhythm with them. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that, how long for a comic to win people over? That's what I'm saying. Like that's why these were unique because nobody knew who I was. <laughs> nobody knew. <laughs> nobody cared. They're like, "What? It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm camping <laughs> with my family. What's this guy doing?" Like nobody came to see Dave Stone. It was just, it was I was the Continental Breakfast. Oh, at gotcha. the campground. Okay. You know, that was a continental dinner. Like, oh, also, we got a free comedy show back here. So, um, And it was outdoors. Oh. And I'm competing literally with the Rocky Mountains. Mm. The Rocky Mountains are in the background. And I even made comment of that. Like, I understand if you get distracted by the natural beauty. Like, <laughs> normally, I would prefer you keep your eyes on the stage, but I'm competing with a lot here. So, anyway, I know the clock's ticking on me. Long story short, it was a fun dynamic too. No, I'm adding a minute because oh. I'm. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> guys. When Dave goes out of town, it's sad for Katie. I uh, don't really have much to share, so we're just gonna keep adding <laughs> things for Dave. <laughs> All right, I'm giving you an extra three minutes. Okay, thank you. Look at that. But yeah, it was. They were fun shows, but it was a different dynamic. But you, I need that. Every comic yeah. needs that. You never want to fall into that comfort zone. Like once you finally do have a small audience, you never want to rely on that because while that's fun, like I go out and people already know who I am, and they're like, hey, it, it gives you some grace, right? As far as like, you know, well, we are. We trust this guy. We know he's going to be. We hopefully think he's going to be funny again. But uh, it was a flashback to my completely anonymous days of like who's this guy what, what what's going on comedy show <laughs> so that was uh, a challenge but it, it was still fun but uh overall just that portion of the run was great because just the natural beauty like i said i had a little cabin sitting right on the Poudre river uh hiked up a mountain 
Oh, yeah. That was a scary text. Yeah. Dave became a caveman, you guys, <laughs> when he stayed at a campground. It was a bit... Um, it, all of a sudden, at like, what was it, 10? Like you a, just, I get a text that says, Boo, I'm going to climb a mountain, exclamation point. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, don't die. Don't go by yourself. And yeah. you're like, I'm not going by myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay. Yeah. And this wasn't a hike. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I was rock climbing, I wasn't hanging off a, a, a rock cliff by my fingernails. Um, but it wasn't just hiking up a trail like we do here in LA. There was no trail. This was literally. <laughs> The guy I was with, the guy who runs a campground, he's big into all this stuff. And he's there's this huge, I don't know if it's a mountain, but it was definitely a hill. I don't know the elevation, but it was it was pretty towering uh, that sat right across from the campground. So he's like, tomorrow, you want to go climb that? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So it wasn't a hike. Most of it was like four points of contact. So like you were... Bear crawling. <laughs> wow. Like one little rock at a time. Now, again, I wasn't rock climbing, but it was it was somewhere between rock climbing and a hike. Wow. And it was intense. It took about four and a half hours round trip. Oh, my God. And with every step, I was like, just please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't go to the hospital. <laughs> I didn't want to get medevaced. Oh. Like, I just had this image in my head of, like, me dangling from a helicopter <laughs> net like a cow got caught in a flash flood. <laughs> but uh, that was fun. Uh, saw some bighorn sheep just in the middle of the road. Just bighorn. Now, bighorned sheep. Isn't that a ram? I think. I think. Is it a ram? Well, I think the actual name is bighorn sheep, but really? it's, it's what we might consider a mountain ram or a okay. mountain goat, maybe. But like the big curly, like the L.A. Rams, like the curled horns. And they were just in the road. Just in the road. There's this beautiful road that connects. Uh, the only way to get to like Fort Collins is to take Highway 14, and it, it's down in this canyon. So it's just all these sharp curves, and you're going right along with the river, and it's about 40 miles. And um, I had to go to Fort Collins a couple times throughout the that weekend just to get supplies and stuff. And, uh, yeah, just going 40 miles an hour down Highway 14, turn a, turn a little bend there, boom, there was like a family of eight bighorn sheep just oh in the road. God. So uh, that was cool. Went out uh, stargazing late at night one night. We just, me and uh, Steven, shout out to my buddy Steven Street, the guy I'm talking about who runs the place. Him and his wife and his buddy Josh, we all just like at midnight, like got in his old rusty truck and drove out in the middle of this valley. Just, this sounds like a Dave Stone awesome. like retreat. Like if you were to make a Dave Stone retreat, just add some barbecue and smoking, it would have yeah, been perfect. It was great. By the way, I did have some barbecue in Colorado. Oh, for two. I won't say which ones they were, but boy, they don't know what they're doing with the barbecue. However, they did redeem themselves, Colorado's culinary talents, if you will. Best Chinese food I've ever had. Really? In Fort Collins, a place called Beijing Noodle. Ooh. Best Chinese food I've ever had. And this is, I don't know a lot about Chinese food, but I think this is what they would consider a Szechuan style, which is a little spicier Maybe a little more noodle-based than just your Americanized, like, orange chicken, sesame chicken, kind of fried rice kind of stuff. This was, like, homemade noodles. You know how when we've had really good Italian food around here? Yeah. Where you can tell that the actual noodles are homemade? Yeah. And not out of a box? Yeah. This is that. Imagine, like, homemade, fresh, just delicate, delicious noodles, but, like, Asian style. And then I had... uh, 
what I have, they called it oil slick, oil spill noodles. I don't know why they call it oil spill noodles, but it was these big fat homemade noodles with like a lot of chili sauce, that spicy red chili sauce with ground up spicy pork. Oh, this sounds like a spicy dreamland. It was so good. See, I don't like spicy food. No? Due to my whiteness. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) there it is. There you go. There Um, you go. I'll wrap it up by saying real quick, uh, Manitou Springs was awesome. I got to meet and uh, hang out with Joshua Ray Walker. Saw his show. Oh. Just like last time it was Manitou Springs. um, uh, The day before I did a show, last time, the day after I did a show, Mike Cooley was in town doing a show at the same venue, so I stayed an extra day to see him. This time, the day before my show, Joshua Ray Walker was in town doing his show. Yeah, and, that's uh, amazing. What are the odds? Yeah, well, two of my favorite, like two of my top tens right now. Those this guys. It's crazy. But if you don't know Joshua Ray Walker, just an absolute talent. Just he's he's really kind of uh, come up in the last few years in kind of the alt country scene. But uh, dude from Dallas, Texas, just voice of an angel, like kind of classic, like Texas style classic country. You know, kind of a, a little bit of a Waylon and Willie and. Billy Joe Shaver, he's ama- yeah, just, he's- but just a throwback and just just such a talent. Got to got to hang out with him a little bit. We talked barbecue. We oh talked my, Texas. Excuse me. So you're meeting your heroes. Yes. Yeah. How is that? It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 all you know. They always say not to meet your and these are guys aren't my heroes, but I'm like big fans. Yeah. And you know, I was trying to play it cool because you know, yeah, man, I'm not just a fan. I'm kind of a colleague. I'm playing here tomorrow. Like I'm a comic, yeah. which is the same-ish. Well, we share the same marquee. <laughs> Look at that. You know, we're basically coworkers. But no, it was it was great. And that venue is just so great. I oh can't. Uh, Lulu's downstairs. Can't recommend that enough. If you live anywhere. Uh, in the Colorado Springs area, Colorado Springs is, um, Manitou Springs is just the next little town, uh, I guess, that would be west of Colorado Springs, which is obviously a pretty big town. Uh, so if you live anywhere in that area, head over to uh, Manitou Springs to Lulu's downstairs. Wonderful venue. Comedy upstairs, music downstairs. Really awesome. Uh, Fort Collins was great. Uh, did a great club called the Comedy Fort. Ooh. I've been hearing great things about that for the last couple of years. Uh Run by a comic. Shout out to David Rodriguez. Uh, I knew him from his Denver days. Now he owns the club oh, an wow. hour north up in Fort Collins. And uh, that was great. Got to hang out with Sean Patton on this run. Got to hang out with Sam Talent on this run. Uh, also, best country fried steak I've ever had uh, right across the street from the Comedy Fort. The Silver Grill Cafe. Literally best best Chinese food I ever had in Fort Collins at Beijing Noodle. Shout best, out. Best country fried steak I've ever had in Fort Collins at Silver Grill Cafe. So, Country fried steak to me, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like a chicken McNugget oh, with some mushroom you, soup on top, right? You better watch <laughs> your step. <laughs> I oh, mean, right? No, not right at all. I'm kind of right. I think people are no. resonating. This is resonating to somebody <laughs> out there. <laughs> somebody is listening. Ooh, I will make you country fried steak, and I will show you that okay, it is but, not a chicken nugget okay. with Mushroom soup, okay. cream of mushroom soup on top. What? Okay, what is it? Just a steak that's fried. No, it's not just a steak. There's so much more to it, boo. Feels, we, okay. we don't have enough time. All right, I'm not going to belittle it. Uh-huh. I'm just saying I've always associated it with, you know, mm-hmm. some nuggets and uh, mushroom soup, which I love, mm-hmm. by the way. That's mm-hmm. a good little dip for mm-hmm. your chicken nuggets. <laughs> Somebody was raised by McDonald's. Well, my rage right now. Okay. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> As I grip my teeth. <laughs> Boo, I'm great. I don't have much to share because I got real weird while you were gone. What do you mean? Well, nothing happened like, you know, 
off key, mm-hmm. as my dad would say, R.I.P. Um, but he, <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to say I became more of a homebody than I usually am. Yeah, how so? <laughs> well, I liked to stay to my quarters. Okay. I did my, my usual stuff. It was great. You did know? you leave the house at all while I was I, gone? I was gone <laughs> yes. for 13 days. Yeah, yeah. No, I left. Mm-hmm. I drove. Okay. I, I cranked the car. Uh-huh. So I knew you were going to ask that, mm-hmm. and I did. Um, What'd you eat? How was your diet? Great. And, and by the way, let me clarify. When I say diet, I mean your literal diet, like what you eat. I don't, I'm not implying you need to be on a restricted diet. He only lets diet. me have 90 calories a day. No, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> I feel, I'm trying to make sure you get enough calories. Because I know your tendencies to just, I'll just stick my finger in the peanut butter jar and that'll be dinner. Did you I eat mean, actual meals at all while uh-huh. it's gone? What'd you eat? When you say actual meals. <laughs> Did you eat things for dinner that most Americans might consider yes. dinner? Yes, I did. Most Americans would consider this dinner. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Not a sad dinner, like a, a normal or an acceptable <laughs> dinner. Well, I think meaning, California dinners are different than like Georgia dinners. Meaning you didn't just eat a pack of gummy bears for dinner every <laughs> no, day. No, okay. it'd be red vines okay. or Twizzlers. Uh, what are some of the things? Did you cook anything? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I did. Not not with the microwave, but like <laughs> with the stove. like the pan. Uh-huh. I didn't get to pan work. I was more <laughs> I was more focused on microwave. Um. Yeah, I got a little bit of delivery, just a bit. Just a little bit. And, uh, you know, I forget to eat a lot, Mm -hmm. which sounds just like I have an eating disorder, but I don't. I wish. Yeah. But (laughs) just kidding. All with (laughs) eating disorders. Yeah, I just kind of chilled. I had some uh, burritos. Okay. um, Really nice burritos. Uh I had um, broccoli. You had broccoli, okay. From that one place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had... Yeah, just oh, like that, that takeout place we're like, yeah, yeah, Ir- Irwan, Irwan. Yeah, that place is great. It's dope. Yeah. Okay. And then I had, um, yeah, just like whatever, like cereal a lot. That's uh-huh. really good in protein and nutrition. I don't think so. Not fat milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had coffee. Okay. I had moon juice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, just you know, I don't know. I can't get into it. And you were you were safe while I was gone. Yes, safe as a as a. I was on head on a swivel. Doors locked. Doors locked. Uh, did you see the shithead before they see you? That's my, that's my motto. I did. I saw the shithead before I they saw me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. something I've really been trying to instill in you. I know. I'm not. Uh, Listen, by the way, it sounds like you're my dad. No, I'm it not your does. dad, and I, I d- truly. <laughs> And I, I would like to think in the market would, for a new one. By the way, if you want to go ahead and audition, you'd back me up on this. I'm, okay. not, I don't, I never want to be a controlling, domineering husband. You know, I'm a progressive dude. This is a partnership, fifty-fifty. Yeah. But the only Fair subject play. that I will be an old-fashioned hard ass about is your own personal safety. I need you to practice high-level personal safety. I need you to lock doors. I need head on a swivel. I need self-awareness, I need situational awareness, and always see the shithead before they see you. You did all that? Yep. Then I'll shut up. Absolutely. Bravo. Everything perfect. Bravo. You don't have cameras instilled in here, do you? Maybe. (laughs) There should be a Katie cam when Dave's away, just so I, you know, keeps me honest Mm -hmm. regarding couch time. 
The couch is now a bed. Yeah. I made it into Yeah, what a, happened there? <laughs> I made What's it into a velvet day bed more mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm not a leather person, I've decided. Really? It, I think it's my sensory stuff. Too huh. cold. Too cold. So I've, I've put a velvet blanket. That's our new duvet <laughs> that was on sale on Amazon that has fallen apart already. It's mm-hmm. a shaggy duvet. Guys, I got sold. Yeah. I got bamboozled by Amazon. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I missed you so much though. Yeah. It was a it was a tough it was a missing. A lot of people asking about Katie. I met oh, some nice Stonebergs it. fans. Stop it, you guys. Shout out to the very nice couple in the front row of my final show at the uh, in Fort Collins. Uh, as I was walking off the stage, they gave me a little gift uh, bag, Aww. like something you'd put a little birthday gift in. Oh, right, uh, right, right. With three Velcro Bow ties fit for small pets. They're the cutest bow ties, you guys. And I'm just so, that's the sweetest gift anyone's ever given me. I mean, no, you're the gift of your love. Oh, well, obviously uh-huh. is first, mm-hmm. but that is a close second. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Those bow ties are the cutest things I've ever seen. Yeah, so they're adorable. so cute. We'll uh, wrestle them onto the boys here after the show and get a couple picks. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! It's gonna happen! It's gonna happen! And thank you guys. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm always uh, overwhelmed by the. Uh, Acts of kindness and generosity. Uh oh! I forgot to set food. the timer. That's all right. But I, I think we're I think we're about wrapped up with the catch up part of the program. Okay. And what now what we... are we talking about today? You oh. got you got something for us to chew on? Listen, guys, get ready. So what I've noticed is I struggle with, as Dr. Julie says, codependency, mm-hmm. which is a thing. Um, I understand I do that. So then. Uh, today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Ooh, okay. Ooh. This is good. So boundaries are important. There's seven different kinds. Okay. Okay. So do you want to try to name them? Oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know anything about, about boundaries. boundaries. I mean, I, I, I feel like for someone who's uneducated on the subject, I feel like I do a good job of setting boundaries for myself. You really do. Yeah, I've always been that way. Do you have an example of how you set certain boundaries? Hmm. Well, we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, just about um, like work boundaries. Like back when I was a part-time employee at restaurants and stuff, like I always set set boundaries in that like I'm a part-time employee at a restaurant. I'm not a fireman. Right. I'm not on salary. Right. I'm not on call. Right. You know, hey, boss, it's your job to figure out the schedule. I show up when I'm scheduled, but that's all I'm giving you. No, I can't work a double on 30 minutes notice. Right. No, I can't work today on 30 minutes notice. I got a life outside this restaurant. Yeah. So I used to always set boundaries in that regard. So in what, so if, uh, let's do a, a little like run through. Hey, Stone, do you mind staying just 20 minutes doing that side work? Well, see, that's a whole oh. other conversation. <laughs> uh, sure, if you want to clock me out of the two thirteen an hour rate and clock me back in at twelve bucks an hour. Oh, see, I'm I'll, a Californian. I'll, I'll do what that are shit. you talking about? Two thirteen. Yeah. Oh, in Georgia, people who waited tables, servers made two thirteen an hour. What? Yeah. Because you had the opportunity to make tips. Oh my god. Which is okay, that's one thing. But guess what? I'm not rolling silverware for an hour at two thirteen an hour. I used to get into arguments all the time with bosses about that shit. 
Wow, that yeah. is so sneaky. Oh, yeah, the restaurant industry is so set up to take advantage of its employees. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. And they and they put it like, and you're a family. Mm-hmm. It's a family thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I bought hook, line, and sinker at the restaurant job me and Dave fell in love oh, at yeah. and family. hate. Mm-hmm. But more love. Um, I became a family member. I yeah. literally transferred all my familyness into this restaurant. Mm-hmm. I bought them. I bought everyone Christmas presents. I was like the belle of the ball. That's the one where the head of the family sexually harassed you more than once, right? Yes. Yeah, let me run into him again. Okay, no, stop. All right. Anyway, uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. we don't want to get sued. Yeah. I'm all about don't sue me. Allegedly, my ass. Oh, yeah, wait. he did or he didn't. Yeah, it's that's your true. Okay, okay. Yeah. God. Psych. <laughs> Can you let me talk about boundaries? See, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, emotional. Here's okay. what I'm going to... Okay. Right. There's seven different ones. But no, I've always been good at setting boundaries. Just meaning, I, I give you the time that I told you I'd give you, but if you want more, then you're going to have to schedule that shit or give me some notice, you know? I know. I think that's confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you think boundaries and confidence... I'm sure there's a correlation. ...go together? Yeah. Because, and also, you're a man. I feel like men are very cut and dry with boundaries mm-hmm. or not. And I know, I know it's all gender, all that, but I'm just saying like, it, it feels like you were raised as, Hey, the, the important thing is, you know, your career. I, I don't know. What was the most important thing that was like the philosophy of you? Like, was it like, Hey, my career is the most important or Hey, my. Not necessarily. I mean, I think I was just raised with, the golden rule, just treat others the way you want to be treated. And I think I've tried to carry that in all walks of life, but like, and sometimes it backfires, but, and this sounds like a humble brag, but I have like a, a fairly high standard of just right and wrong and, and basic morals and ethics. And I know that that's what I bring to the table. And I expect anybody I'm dealing with, whether it be on a professional level or a friendship level, to also bring that to the table. And whenever it's lacking on their end, you know, I don't have a problem pointing it out. Yeah. So. (laughs) That is confidence, I think. Because I was not, did your mom and dad set good boundaries with people growing up? Like, do you remember seeing it as an example? Yeah. I I mean, it was kind of, um, like, I don't remember us ever having these conversations, but it was just, you you have to earn your way into the inner circle. Interesting. People in the inner circle, your small, tight circle, they have different access than somebody in the second or third or fourth tier of the circle. Okay. You know? You've taught me that. You've really taught me that, and I I enjoy that because I'm such a people pleaser at times, but then I'm a people pleaser until I break, and then I'm... A rageful, it's like my dad takes over me uh-huh. when he was a boss and kind of bossy and I just become angry. So going back to boundaries, it's not about, oh, I'm going to put a wall up and never speak to this person again. Yeah. This is about looking at yourself and being like, wait, why am I, why are my shoulders up around this certain person? Mm-hmm. Why does my voice falter? Something's going on internally that's kind of making your reptilian brain fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze, Uh get inducted, and you want to run away. (laughs) But instead, you have to calm down, take a deep breath, and realize, okay, let me check in. What kind of boundaries are being, what what do I feel like is being um, wronged? 
to me right mm-hmm. now. So let me go ahead. There's seven. There's the mental boundaries. Okay. There's emotional boundaries, mm-hmm. which seems similar, but stay with me. Uh, there is material boundaries, uh-huh. internal, conversational, physical, and time. Okay. So you sound like you have time boundaries on lock, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is an example of a time boundary. I can only stay for 30 minutes, uh-huh. period. Yeah. I often, uh, <laughs> whether it's true or not, I often give myself an out. Why is that? Well, because, like, if you go about your day or your week, like, you kind of have an idea how long certain things should take. Right. You know, if if I've got errands to run today, you know, and i got to pop into the grocery store, I'm thinking 20, 30 minutes. I I don't want to get caught in a situation where I'm there for three hours because then that messes up the rest of my schedule for the day. But even... That's not a great example, but no, like, it is actually. But yeah, like let's say, all right, here's a good example. Like after a show, people don't understand. Like I'm always so flattered when people on the road after the show are like, "You want to come to this bar? You want to come here? You come there?" Like a lot of times, I've been driving that day. I may yeah. have just did one or two shows. Yep. You know, I got an appointment with my bed and my my hotel bed and my TV here in a few minutes. Well, because you have a schedule. Yeah. On the road, you have a very specific schedule. The next day, you have to drive so many hours. You might have another show. You have to, your energy tank needs to be full. Exactly. So in that example, I might say, you know, hey, yeah, okay, I'm down for a drink or two, but I got to leave by midnight or whatever because I got a long day tomorrow. Got to drive tomorrow. Yeah. So I can't just keep it open-ended, especially... And I don't want this to sound, you know, arrogant or elitist, but especially when I'm with strangers. Like, it's one thing if me and my best friend go to, if me and Ryan go to a bar and one thing leads to another and next thing you know it's 4 a.m., that's fine. That was time well spent because I got to connect with one of my dearest friends. But I can't just sit around and make small talk all night with people, even though I'm appreciative that you came to the show and I'm flattered that you want to go have a beer with me. Right. I, I can't just give you five hours tonight after the show. Right. I got to set some bounds. I got to, hey, I need to be gone by this amount, right? Because I got this going tomorrow. So I always make that clear. When somebody, okay, say somebody after a show is super just excited to see you and is uh, somehow gets into the green room and is talking at you, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they're so excited and it's probably anxiety and adrenaline and oh my gosh, right? they're a big Dave Stone fan this is huge so uh I'm rambling rambling it's five minutes in how do you stop me hey thanks for stopping by I appreciate it okay I'm not gonna get that cue because you're just so awesome we're wrapping up here now okay I got I gotta get paid I gotta settle up so if you don't mind I appreciate you stopping by I'm glad you enjoyed the show okay but uh time's up I've actually said that somebody really time's up Especially in that scenario. Again, I'm so flattered that you came to the show. I'm so flattered that you give a shit about whatever I'm doing. Just because you bought a ticket doesn't give you all access. How'd you get back here? I'm sorry, it's a green room. You yeah. know, this is where I I need some solitude to prepare for the show or even after the show to, to relax for a minute. You know, that happens more than you would think. People just, because they have, in their mind, they have good intentions. Hey, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see you. Yeah. Hey, that's all great. Right. You bought a $20 ticket. It doesn't mean you you get to move in with me. That's true. I mean, 
This well, is the green room. How'd you get back here? This is amazing. Oh, yeah. That happens to Kyle all the time, too. People really? Just find their way in the green room and just 10 minutes of chit-chat. And my thing is, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. And if they don't get those clues, right. then I get progressively more blunt. But I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And Hey, hey, appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. We're trying to wrap up here. Got to settle up. Interesting. I think this is, well, professionally, mm-hmm. you've had boundaries. Mm-hmm. You were a cop. That is like instilled boundaries. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because in my head, I at first I thought boundaries were just rules. Uh-huh. And that's not true. It's every single person's different. Yeah. And you have to know what they are. My problem is, uh, and I'm sorry, my thing I need to work on is not mixing the two. Mm -hmm. I will go to a store and be like, oh, I'll just give myself three hours right on. Uh Like I could spend three hours in a grocery store. But then my whole day, it's like three o'clock. Oh, crap. I can't go here. I can't do this. Whoops. And then I'm mad at myself. Mm -hmm. But the boundaries were pushed from different aspects. Like, I didn't plan my day and time appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. So, dude, I, I totally do the different thing. And that goes into people-pleasing, and that goes into me not really saying what I want. Uh-huh. Um, so the time, you, you got that down. Mm-hmm. I need to work on my time boundary. Yeah. Because I'm so sensitive to time, because that's our most valuable resource. Like, as each second passes, like, I'm never, we're never, I'm... Not to have a morbid or pessimistic view of it, but with each second that passes, we're we're closer to the grave. So, I especially forty five years in, like my time's valuable, even if it's not literally valuable. You know, in terms of you know, oh, I I make X amount of money, and I, it has nothing to do with monetary monetarily monetarily. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but just time. My time's valuable. The clock's ticking. I'm going to be dead in forty years. Like. What are we doing? Well, yeah. I think <laughs> I remember having a conversation. 40, 40's ambitious, by the way. <laughs> I remember having a, uh, a whatchamacallit, I had a definite friend, I'll put it in quotes, mm-hmm. uh, this girl at Second City. Mm-hmm. Very sweet girl, but kind of an outsider. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Very, I think she was on the spectrum, mm-hmm. but uh, she was really confident Hmm. and it's it was almost but not self-aware yeah so she would talk at people in second city and you would see her talking to the office because there was like an office Ferdman stuff and you would just see the people in the office you i would feel them be like oh lord you know here she comes yeah and you would avoid eye contact and all this stuff okay so cut to me doing an improv jam back in the day and she was there and i said oh hey uh, I'll call her Menifer. Menifer. Uh, <laughs> that's real. Uh-huh. Uh, so how are you? You know, just small talk while I'm going down the second city stairs to go to my car. Oh, it's my birthday today. And I was like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? And she was like, oh, nothing. And I felt so bad. I was like, oh, no, it's your birthday. And so this is when I was drinking. And I was like, okay, well, there's a Mexican food place across the street. Do you want to celebrate? Like, I'll buy you a margarita for your birthday. Because I felt bad. Like, she was just going to go home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but that was me taking that on. Yeah. We go to the Mexican food restaurant. That's very kind of you, by the way. Very generous. Well, is it? Yeah. Listen to this. Three and a half hours later. Ooh. 
Mexican food restaurant. I, you know me, if I'm inviting somebody out, I'm going to pay, right? Mm -hmm. I ended up paying uh, not only for a margarita, but like a meal because I was getting hungry. So we split and all that stuff. I cannot tell you a single thing she said. I do know that throughout the conversation, I was like, oh, she might be a narcissist. Like, she just talked at me the entire time, didn't ask me a single question. I left feeling drained, sad, taken advantage of. Maybe that's why she didn't have any plans on a roof. Exactly, which is true. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, ding, ding, ding. But how I, I got so mad at her mm-hmm. on the drive home, and I was like, whatever, but I should have immediately put up my time barrier and said, I can only do one drink. I'm so sorry. In that situation, I would have, even if, and I know this is wrong. But it's such an awkward dismount. Even if it's a little white lie, even if you don't have a time boundary, like if you don't still just, hey, I got to be rolling by X X amount of clock, you know, I got to roll out by, sure, we can have a drink, but, you know, I got to roll in an hour. I got stuff to do. And stuff could be anything. Stuff could be anything. It's none of your business what my stuff to do is. Well, that's the thing. I feel like I have to share the stuff to do. Mm -mm. I have to share, okay, you know what? I have to go to Target, and then I have to, well, Dave's at home, and I want to go walk Charlie. You don't have to explain. You're the one that told me no is a complete sentence. I know, but I didn't do that back in the day. And I I find myself going back when I'm not doing great mentally mm-hmm. into come on into my life mm-hmm. and do whatever. And then I get upset because my emotional tank gets lower and lower and lower. And then I'm exhausted the next mm-hmm. day. So this goes into physical boundaries. Okay. Am I right? So, okay, sorry. I'm using an iPad today and it's not great. Um, what would be, so privacy, personal space, and body. I prefer not to have people touch me. Okay, that. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, like actual boundaries is important. Yes. Like, so physical boundaries, I am not a toucher. Mm-hmm. I am a barely a hugger. Uh, my family, we weren't huggy and cute and like cuddly. Mm-hmm. We were just like cold and distant like every other family, <laughs> you know, a, a quick hug. But I remember just being just appalled when I was brought to this party. It was in fancy schmancy LA. I was in college and people were kissing on each side of the cheek. Yeah, no thanks. And I almost died. I was like, oh my God, someone just tried to kiss me on the cheek and I almost died. Oh Lord. Now, physical boundaries are kind of easy because usually people can read your, Mm -hmm. you know, what happens if you tense up. But have you ever had somebody cross a physical boundary? Now, I realize this is more women-focused, but yeah. boys can get into this, too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. In what context? Let me, let me tell you this. And by the way, whoever did it, I will come after That whole you. Me Too thing, that <laughs> yeah. ain't just men perpetrating those crimes. I know that, yeah. I, I know. I could drop some names that would, <laughs> like, I'm not going to, but. I, really? I, there's one gal who's pretty famous right now who never missed an opportunity to shove her massive boobs all over me. Oh, my. Like, hey, can you back the fuck up? What do you mean all in what context? The aggressive female hug. Hey, oh. come here, Dave. Squish, boob, Would squish. she lean like, God in? Damn, Would she pl- lean in yes. to touch her penis? Oh, that's tough. Yes. That's just, a tough one. Like, what are you doing? I've, I actually had to tell her, what are you doing? And what'd she say? What, I can't hug my friend? Uh, yeah, no, no, not right now. You can't back, yeah. back off lady. Yeah. So, yeah. 
don't don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Girls have a hard I I feel like growing up in the Christian church and like kind of being molded to be like, oh, you're made for a man and all that shit. Uh, sorry, stuff. Uh, but growing up, like I kind of just fell into that. Like I would just kind of read context clues, like oh. That's how marriages work or whatever. Yeah. And and I remember like getting hugs from dudes, but like being like, eh, like kind of like pulling away yeah. or whatever. And I just want to empower all women and all men. If somebody hugs you and you don't like it, you can say in a nice way, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm real. I prefer not. Yeah. I'm not I'm much sorry. of a hugger. Thank you. That's I'm not enough. a hugger. That's yeah. a perfect way of saying, hey, this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have to repeat your boundary the second or third time, this is when you get more, mm-hmm. I don't know, strict. Yeah. Not You don't have to. It's Boundaries aren't picking a fight. Mm-hmm. It's saying, hey, here are the rules of Katie yeah. or here are the rules of Dave. Mm-hmm. Look, they're amendable rules once you are a better friend or whatever. But right now, here's where I'm at. Yeah. Status quo. Yeah. Um, conversational boundaries. By oh. the way, uh, I just want to point out, I oh, use yeah. those physical boundaries on strangers as well. Oh, it's really? It's not just friends. For example, here in L.A., it's very common for unhoused people to approach you and, and ask for a dollar or two, and that's fine. Sure. But uh, hey, guy approaching me in a dark parking lot at 11 o'clock at night, uh, this always catches them off guard. As soon as they, Sorry. If they get too close, first, if they get too close, I always ask them to take a step back. Hey, man, you're in my space. Do you want to take a step back? And also... I would say, do me a favor. You want to take your hands out of your pockets? That always catches them off guard. That's a, that's my old cop instincts kicking in. Meaning, it's late at night. You're approaching me. I don't know who the hell you are. I don't know what your intentions are. You're allowed to converse with me, but you need to take a step back and you need to take your fucking hands out of your pockets if we're going to continue this conversation. Yes. Either, if, if not, guess what? I'm just going to keep rolling. That's but like, true. Don't approach a stranger in an aggressive manner. And I know a lot of these folks we're dealing with, you know, they have issues and mental health issues and maybe they're not the most self-aware and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you're a stranger with his hands in his pockets walking up on me in a dark parking lot. Exactly. So these are my rules, bro. You want to continue this conversation? Back up, take your hands out of your pockets. And that would be a physical boundary, guys. That is a good one. Well, I just, I want to go ahead and say, even introverted people can do this. Or, because I get half and half. I think I'm extrovert and introvert. I don't freaking know. But I, you can go ahead and just say it. Or with your body language, you could have a boundary. Or don't put yourself in the situation where you walk down with your coworker, you know what I mean? And like get... (laughs) <laughs> like a goodbye hug that's awkward or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I, I think we just have to remember that you're valuable. Mm-hmm. You have so much. And if you have to go home and the boundary is, hey, I have to go home, Vanderpump rules, reunion number three is on tonight. That's a big deal to me. That doesn't mean that you're dumb. That doesn't mean whatever. That's your energy tank. That's mm-hmm. how you want to spend the rest of your evening. Okay. That's not my business mm-hmm. as your friend yeah. or whatever. All right. Now, what if you're in a conversation? This is conversational boundaries mm-hmm. and somebody goes left. Oh. Somebody goes totally, offends you, mm-hmm. makes you feel dumb, but has no self-awareness. Well, I mean, I'll say it. Uh, my mom and I have had arguments over conversational boundaries in that, uh, you know, she might want to start talking politics or she right. might want to start talking 
whatever. And um, history has shown that sometimes we can't have these conversations with, and them go well. So uh, now anytime something like that comes up, I just change the subject or, or, or even address, hey, we probably shouldn't talk about that. We're, we're going to, we have, we know, we both know we have differences of opinions on these certain topics. So why even go there? And what was her response when you said that? I mean, it's, it's you taken time, but right. you know, over time she's understood like, oh yeah, that's probably, you know, good idea. I was and talking to a buddy yesterday who's dating a gal who he has slightly different political opinions on and, Oof. and how hard that's been for him. And the same thing about like, let's just change the topic. Let's talk about anything, but these one or two little topics that we both know we're going to get pissed off about. Right. Yeah. And there's a way to do that within friendships as well. Uh, but if you don't say your boundary, no one's going to know. Yeah. No one is a mind reader. And especially people that kind of aren't good with boundaries, they're not going to know. They think they're being, oh, this is our fun time together. They love this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No. You, if you have to be like, hey, this kind of bums me out. Mm -hmm. Can we talk, change topics? Or I don't really want to get into this right now. Like you said, um, I feel like when you said it just now in the moment, it was very much a boundary from a confident place. Mm -hmm. Mine is an apology. I'm noticing like yeah. automatically I'm like, I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me. Instead, I could just say, hey, I, I, prefer not to talk about this yeah yeah and that's it mm -hmm. period end of sentence yeah. and if that person doesn't hear you i think that's always my fear like you're not hearing me yeah and that's my biggest feeling of insecurity mm -hmm. and my achilles heel like you don't hear me why aren't you listening <coughs> and that's what triggers me yeah so i know that and so sharing that with somebody might be a emotional dump mm -hmm. But you can go ahead and like Twitter, Twitterify it, mm -hmm. and just put it in a simple sentence. Yeah. Like, no, I can't really talk about this right now emotionally. I'm not into it. Yeah, and every like you said before, everybody's boundaries are different, and sometimes it's it's innocent in in terms of like conversational boundaries. Somebody just might ask a question, and maybe they didn't mean anything by it, but they just didn't realize that you know the person they're talking to might have different boundaries. You know, for the sake of the example, you know. You're talking to somebody you barely know, and they ask you how much money you made last year. Right. Or what, what's your favorite sexual position? Or how many people you just left? Like, hey, no, yeah, that's crossing a boundary. I don't know you well enough to talk about these kind of things. That's it's, it's rude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And But again, they don't think it's rude. They think this is just, hey, I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to get yeah. to know you on a certain level. Let mm -hmm. me figure this out. Well, drop and, the level down a notch. Right. Yeah. Ask me who my favorite sports team is. Fine. Yes. But, you know, sex and politics and religion, and you got to be careful with all that stuff, especially if you don't know the person that well. 100%. And also, and not just being like, oh, I don't trust anybody. Like, don't be paranoid. Mm -hmm. But I just wish back in the day with my dad and politics and all that, I would deflect. I'd be like, okay, how's, you know, Yellowstone? Because mm -hmm. uh, he loved that show. <laughs> um, but instead, I really do wish I said, hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna see eye to eye on this. Yeah. I love you, but I don't, you know. I'm sorry. We're just gonna see different perspectives. But hey, let's talk about something else. Mm -hmm. And I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's out of love. It's yeah. out of hey. This is just my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm allergic to peanuts. Please stop feeding me peanuts. Yeah. Because I'm 
having an allergic reaction and my cystic acne is coming up. What? No, I'm just... <laughs> anyway, okay. Internal boundaries. Do you know what that would look like? No. Okay, it's self-regulation, energy expended on self versus others. So, hey, I have spent all week with people. I can't be around people anymore. This weekend, I'm going to be in bed. I'm checking out. So that's what's up. Okay. That's just saying, okay, my energy tank physically is low. If I keep going, I'm going to pass out or be rageful. Well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like from my context, like after a show. All right, mm-hmm. you buy a ticket, you come see the show. I gave you an hour of of my sweat, of my thoughts, of my feelings. I, I gave you a show. I'm not obligated to sit here for 20 minutes at the merch table and listen to every anecdote that you can think of. Right. Like, right. I get a lot of that. And and again, it comes from a good place. And again, I'm super flattered Yeah, that people care enough. But like sometimes I'll meet people after the show that feel like I need to like give them an encore, a personal encore. It's like, I just gave you an hour. I yeah. gave you what you paid for. You know, in the, in the description on the website, it didn't say Dave Stone does an hour of comedy and after the show will listen to you ramble on for 30 minutes while you're blocking potential merch customers. Right. I get that a lot. And, you know, and, and I try to be gracious about it, and I try to, but at, at some point, it's like, all right, man, like, we're done. Yeah. We're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Let's call it a day. I'll, I'll shake your hand. I'm flattered. You want a picture? Sure. But especially, like, if there's a line of people. Right. Not that there's always a line of people wanting to see me after the show, but a lot of times... Especially if I'm selling merch or something, you can tell there's a small line of people. Dude, you, you've been bending my ear for 10 minutes. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I gave you the show. Yeah. Thank you, but move it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think with self-regulation, energy being expanded, that is like the emotional tank we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So when I say, oh, there's seven different types of boundaries, look, this is one positive cognitive behavioral therapist (laughs) based out of Maryland. Do you know what I mean? There's so many boundaries, but I think what you're noticing is that all boundaries are the same, which is know your core self and know exactly what's going on. And, and my thing is, Hey, I'm trying to get better. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm at an emotional season where I just need to chill so I can't really hear a lot of your problems and stuff, and I can't be the friend that you want me to be. Yeah. So, you know, here are your expectations, here are mine. Let's, if we can meet in the middle, cool, but at mm-hmm. this point I just got to take a spa. Yeah. A spa season or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's a good technique that I've also tried to use throughout my life uh, as to not make the other person, not to put it all on them, blame yourself. Yes. Hey, man, it's not you, it's me. I I got a weird hang-up with ABC, you know? Well, and therapy's taught me, look, if I'm looking at you, or if I'm looking at a good friend, or if I'm looking at anyone else outside myself, right, and I'm like, this person's an a-hole, this person's an a-hole, my boundaries are being crossed, this person, guess what? If everyone is an a-hole around you, you might be the Mm -hmm. a-hole. And so I have to look at myself and be like, okay, what is happening? Why am I so angry? Yeah. Oh, well, my boundaries are getting crossed here, here, here. How can I, you know, you have to take a step back 
from the picture and be outside. Yeah. Because you're the director of your own life. Mm -hmm. You're setting up the scenes. You're doing the story. So make it fun. Make it good for you. And you're just learning as you go. Mm-hmm. None of us know life yeah. and none of us know boundaries. I mean, some people were raised in a place that were talked about like boundaries and all that stuff growing up. I wasn't. But how cool that we get to learn that now mm-hmm. and implement it. Yeah. I think it's fun. As an actor slash improviser, RIP. I don't know if I am. That. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, uh, <laughs> going back, I, I feel like it's almost like trying it on. You know, just, oh, let's try this role on. Is Mm -hmm. this a good role for me? Oh, no. It doesn't work with my boundaries. Like, that's how I kind of have to paint it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I think boundaries are important. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Dr. Julie is proud of me for trying. And, guys, I'm going to just boundary the hell out of this week. I don't know about you. (laughs) Yeah, boundaries are important. And, uh, no, this is very informative, Boo. I had no idea about all the different types of boundaries, but... um... Well, and there's even, do, oh, I, do I have more time? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay, I'll, three minutes. Sure. Material boundaries. I already lent you money. I am not going to lend you more money. Yes. The money one. Mm -hmm. Money is a hard one. Yeah. Or material, hey, can I borrow your bike? Hey, can I, you know, whatever. As the person asking that, Mm -hmm. I am so talk about boundaries. I'm like, Hey, do you think I could do this? If mm-hmm. not, I totally understand. I give them an out and yes. all that. That's like my lady yeah. trying to people please thing yeah. and just being polite. Mm-hmm. Um, if that person lets you, you know, take something, I would give an automatic payback date, mm-hmm. bring the bike back date immediately, mm-hmm. um, for your own sanity and theirs. But what about you? Have you ever had material boundaries be crossed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And how do you stop that in your experience? I mean, you have to kind of treat it the way a bank or a creditor would. Right. Meaning, you know, if a good friend is in need and he really needs to borrow 100 bucks, Right. Okay, I'll consider that. But let's also look at your history. Right. Did you pay back the last loan? Right. Or did, you know, were you... Th- it, thankful or you appreciative right. you know not that you got to kiss my ass but like what, yeah. what's your track record bro yeah you know i had a friend the other day i won't say his name but i'll read this shit i got i got a friend who i just absolutely adore but he's a world-class knucklehead <laughs> he's a grown man and he's still and and i get it i i sympathize with just because you're an adult and you're still having um financial issues been there I, right. I, I get that and I sympathize. Right. But this he's always got something wrong with his checking account or his PayPal account. Out of nowhere. This is also a fella. <laughs> Again, I adore him, but won't return my text within a week when I'm like, hey, there's an active shooter in your city. Are you okay? <laughs> and his fucking read receipts are on. I see that you read this. Can you at least give me a fucking thumbs up or something? Right. No. Didn't respond to my, are you alive? There's an active shooter around. But then just three weeks later, hey, could you do me a favor? If you have Venmo, could you send $200 to the account below and I'll send it back to you tomorrow? 
You wow. want to you want to give me some explanation there, bud? Wow. Also, Are you the, a bank? The the account below is not his and it it looks like a female's account. And it's not for me to judge, but uh oh. I don't think this is uh you know, he bounced a check for his insurance. I think this oh, is Oh, you uh, think it's drug related? Drug or prostitution oh, related. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of Venmo being a dr- prostitute. Thing. And before I could even <gasps> respond, sex working, and that's fine. Like an hour later, before. Oh, and then he goes, "Oh, it. I know it sounds shady, but it's not. No big deal if not." And then before I could even respond, uh, uh, don't worry, I got it figured out. Sorry to bother you, but like, had I had I seen this in a timely manner, I'd be like, "Dude, you got at least." Tell me what it's for. Yeah. Didn't offer any explanation of who this person was, why right. he needed the money. Right. But just like, dude, what what's going on, buddy? Yeah, what's happening? What's and, going on behind the curtain? And same thing, like the example of, can I borrow your bike? Well, you know, last time I loaned you my bike, it came back scratched and muddy, and you didn't even mention it. You didn't apologize. You didn't fix it. You didn't mention it. Guess what? You're probably not going to borrow my bike again. Well, and internally, it's you can know all that stuff, and in a nice, delicate way, you could say, "Oh, sorry, no." Yeah. Again, no is a complete sentence. Yeah, yeah you don't even have to say why. Why? You could say, "I prefer not to say." Yeah. Or read between the lines. You figure it out. Why do you think why? And if it is a why, which by the way, it's interesting when you set boundaries with people, they usually don't ask why. I think they do know, like, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, crap. I crossed the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can explain, hey, last time I lent it to you, you know, what would you do in this situation? It, it kind of frustrated me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't have time for it. Or yeah. whatever it is, you can be vulnerable, mm-hmm. but just firm, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We have five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. Well, the bomb's not going to go off. Huh? We're in charge of our I own know. boundaries. <laughs> it's true. I think it's, I really do consider it a bomb. <laughs> under the table. Who am I? Jack McClain? Timely reference. There you go. Is it Jim McClain? Jack. John? John. There it is. Talking about Die Hard? Knew it was a, yeah. Die Hard. I think it's John McClain. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that is pretty much all I have with yeah. the boundaries. I'm pretty excited. No, this is this has been very informative. This, it's a great topic, boundaries, because it's, it's one of those things that I've been practicing my whole life without even really noticing what I'm doing. Right. It's just, it all boils down to, like, I want to be generous with my time or my money or whatever, but I'm not going to be pressured into it. Right. It needs to be organic. Right. Like. Not expected. I want to be hospitable. You know, if you're my friend, you're welcome in my home to a certain degree, meaning... It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Everybody else has left. It's time for you to roll out, buddy. Right. Let, let's, let's get it going. You and know, here are uh, the things. There's factors sometimes. People might be on drugs or people might be, if it's a party situation, you kind of have to judge it. Okay. Yeah. They don't do this every time. Yeah. This is like a one and done. But yeah, if this person is showing you who they are, yeah. believe them. Yeah. That's, they're telling you. I've, back when I had, a place of my own years ago in East Hollywood, mm-hmm. I would have, you know, it was, it was a pretty active social hangout and I was often having little gatherings and parties and stuff, but there was always the same couple of dudes that could never take the hint. And eventually this one guy, I would always just say, well, I'm going to bed, sleep on the couch, leave, do whatever you want. Just lock the door on your way out. 
I had a friend of mine tell yeah. me that once. Yeah. Like she she was very good with boundaries, and she said, "Yeah, if somebody's staying too late, I'm just like, here's a pillow, here's a blanket. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah, and like, shut I, the door. I, I trust you, or else I wouldn't have invited you over in the first place. Right. But I'm not necessarily kicking you out. But I'm done with this. Right. So enjoy the cable. Yeah. Lock the door on your way out. Yeah. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Yeah, and I never want to be that person, too, that overstays my welcome, that can't pick up on social cues. I've been that person. It's the worst. Yeah. I look back on so many friendships, and I'm like, oh, whoopsie, sorry about that. But <laughs> I honestly, as a codependent person, was like, they love it. Yeah. We're together yeah. all the time. Nope. <laughs> and that didn't work on me dating either. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. Wasn't good dating. It worked eventually. It did. <laughs> What else is going on, Boo? Well, Boo, I would like to hear from our callers their boundaries. If people have boundaries, I'd really, really like to know how you've implemented them, if it was hard for you, uh, what was the language used. I I was told recently language is important, Mm -hmm. and it really is because I'm learning I have to be clear Mm -hmm. because my communication in my head Crystal clear because yeah. I live in Katie world, but it might not be. Yeah, for the exactly. Rest of the world. You, you sometimes we mistakenly assume that the the other person we're dealing with has the same calibration that you have. Yeah, that exactly. they pick up on the things, or that they can read between the lines, or that they have the same level of manners or common courtesy or whatever. So, right. Uh, to a certain extent, you can't just assume. So you have to make it clear. Right. You you taught me that you have to teach people how you want to be treated. And I, I think what happens, at least with me, is I just get tired mm-hmm. of doing that because I have to do it often. Mm-hmm. And it's, and my emotional tank obviously is, is running dry because I'm not taking care of me. Mm-hmm. So, no, I have to run every morning. I have to go to Barry's. I have to do all this stuff. So I'm mentally here. Mm-hmm. And then we could be friends or yeah. whatever the situation be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's great. 562-548-2012. In that order. 562-548-2012. Give us a call. Yeah. And let us know uh, your boundaries and examples of them working, examples of them not working. And if you have questions about boundaries, I would love it because it makes me research and focus my ADHD. So any type of boundaries you learned growing up, did you have boundaries? I don't know. Share a tale. (laughs) Share a tale. Uh, Boo, any word of mouth? Anything? Uh, did you get into anything while I was gone? Did you get excited? Did you watch anything? You I did, actually. Anything? I did. I took a break from my Vanderpump deep dive, mm-hmm. which has been fascinating, by the way. Talk about narcissist. Um, Team Ariana, obviously. Okay. And uh, But here's the thing I got into. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It is a series. They remade it from oh. a movie into a series called Fatal Attraction. Oh, I now. remember that movie. Ooh, that <laughs> scarred me as a young lad. Yeah, it's scary. Be careful who you hook up with. This is interesting. It's a very interesting, uh, you know, tale. Mm-hmm. It is written by a woman, I think. Okay. Uh, yes, I think so. Rewritten. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, guys, it is great. It's trash. Okay. Like, lifetime movie trash at times. But the story is so good. And at the end of each episode, there's like a three-minute explanation of the episode, which I love. Okay. And the writing process and how they were trying to honor the movie. But anyway, get into it. And if you got eight hours, give it a watch. There you go. In a day. Did you watch you... anything else while I was gone? Anything good? 
Other than that? Yeah. Yeah? A documentary. Yeah, what'd you watch? Um, It was about older women uh, on an island okay. that were trying to survive, and it was really cool. Huh. Ultimate girls trip, Real Housewives. Oh, <laughs> I knew there was something there. What about you, boo, word of mouth? Uh, let me think. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, my buddy Joshua Ray Walker is on tour. We're, oh, we're yeah. basically best friends. Now. I know you guys are. No big deal. No, we're not, but uh, we did. It, it is fun to, like... Somebody you really admire creatively or artistically, uh, it's cool to just sit and shoot the shit with them. So, yeah, we, we shot the shit for like 15, 20 minutes. You took a selfie minutes. with yeah. them for yeah, crying out exactly. Sakes. And I'm not a selfie guy. That's so a big deal. If I that's have to take a selfie deal. with you, that's a uh, big uh, form of respect on my end because I usually, uh, I'm not a big selfie guy. But, yeah, Joshua Ray Walker's on tour. Uh, he's all over right now. He's got a new album coming out, I think, uh Within weeks, his next album is going to be all covers of uh, all female pop stars. Oh, that's so cool! He says that, uh, and he has such a great voice. I don't know, I don't know anything about singing or voice, but he, you know, he can hit those high notes. Oh, what yes, would that he make can. him? Because he was a yodeler, no? Yeah, he can yodel. He hits these high notes, and he says that he developed that through um, years of just singing along to female pop songs when he was a kid. No way. Yeah, just belting out. You know, so anyway, the new single is uh, one by Lizzo. <gasps> I'm uh, I'm aware of Lizzo. I know who she is, but I'm not super familiar with any of her work. I love her. But uh, he's, he's got a new single uh, by Lizzo. What's that one called? Um, ah, shit, I can't find it. But it's the not new, the... The new album is What Is It Even? Ooh. And um, but yeah, the new single is uh, a Lizzo cover. I love covers. I'm so excited yeah. for this album. This is my jam. He's it's doing, like our our worlds are colliding, yeah. bro. Uh, I think he's doing. I think there's covers by Cher, <gasps> Dolly Parton. Stop it. I want to say Rihanna, maybe or Beyonce, maybe. Okay, I have to go to the bathroom because I am anyway. I am uh, uh, my, my, my basement's flooded. If you don't know Josh or Ray, Wal Ray Walker, he's, uh, like I said earlier, he's definitely a country artist, but I think this new album is going to be, um, and I'm sure he's going to put his country flair on it, but they're all covers of female pop stars. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I am so in. Be on yeah, Joshua on, Ray Walker. He's on tour right now. We're going to go see him uh, next Wednesday. week, next Wednesday. He's in L.A. with another one of my favorite bands. They're touring together, the Vandaliers. That's an amazing tour. Vandaliers and Joshua Ray Walker together, man. I Come mean, on. what is it? It's like music heaven for you it's, right now, boo. Things are working out, boo. Oh, things they are, really are. <laughs> things are aligning uh, just right. So, anyway, that's my word of mouth. Joshua Ray Walker. If you like that old school country sound, if you like an old, if you like country music, but you need an alternative to the uh, modern country slop. That is on the radio oh and CMT. Most of that is just absolute trash, but uh, this is a, a breath of fresh air. And if you need to also just go into your Apple iTunes favorite mix and listen to that over and over, and that could be your, you know, songs forever. Uh -huh. That's what I do. That's my word. Oh, boy. Okay. Also, uh, let me see. I got some dates coming up. Woohoo! Uh, booking a bunch of stuff in Florida. So in August, uh, look out for Florida and the Carolinas. But uh, more recently, at the end of this month, I will be in Montana. <gasps> uh, June 22nd, you can catch me in Billings, Montana. Uh, June 23rd, I'll be in Bozeman, Montana. June 24th, I'll be in Missoula, Montana. Returning there. I've been there once. That was a beautiful town. And uh, June 25th, I'll be in Helena, Montana. So doing a, a little four-day run in Montana at the end of the month. Uh, all those tickets are available and on sale now. 
at dumbdavestone.com. Also, the uh, the special is still out. Uh, not that I, you know, I know these are all arbitrary numbers and it doesn't, you know, but uh, we hit over 80,000 views in the first month. So That thank is you. amazing. Thank you for everybody who's checked out the special. If you haven't yet, it's on YouTube, Dave Stone Pack a Lunch. And uh, it's an hour and 14 minutes of stand-up comedy. No crowd work. No crowd work, just, and just, it's awesome. It's so great. I'm so proud yeah, of you. I don't sit on the stool. I don't uh, do any crowd work. <laughs> Good tell. It's just me. Those are Dave's stand-up boundaries. Me and my stupid thoughts. Uh, also, you can uh, you can stream it uh, wherever you do that with audio, but you could also pre-order the 2LP vinyl. Uh, ships in August. Uh, those are moving fast. We had a limited edition of 500 copies. It's a double LP uh, great artwork by uh, Barry Blankenship, a.k.a. Barry the Art Guy. But uh, BlondeMedicine.com. You can go right now and pre-order that 2LP vinyl that will ship in August. Limited yes. edition. So get up on that shit. Get up on it, you guys. Welcome home, boo. It is so good to see you. Great to be home, boo. I missed you. I missed you a lot. You got to come. You got to start coming with me. I'm going to. Guys, I'm going to. I uh, I was in a little bit of a... Uh, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. I was FOMOing it up down here. People get so uh, annoyed <laughs> when I reveal that Katie's not with me. Where's Katie? Stop we love Katie. It. We want to see Katie. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Dave Stone's fine. Where's Katie? Well, I, I'm excited to talk to whomever and yeah. let all my boundaries down. Hey, if Dave doesn't want to talk to you after the show, guess who will? <laughs> this gal. So, yeah, we're going to try to get you to come with me on in, in August to Florida. I'm excited. So I'm excited. But yeah, um, just off the top of my head, Mobile, Alabama. We're working on that. Uh, maybe Tampa, Florida. Maybe Pensacola. Definitely Tallahassee. Definitely Jacksonville. Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina. So, yeah, doing a, a Florida slash Coastal Carolina run in I'm, August. Oh, so I'm excited. I can visit Jack. Jack lives in Florida. That's right. Shout out to my nephew. Young nephew, Jack. I love him. He's not so young. He's going to be 18 soon. He'll be 18. He's about nine feet tall by now. Oh, my gosh. I can only yeah. imagine his feet. Yeah, he had a, he, this, this kid wore a size 15 shoe when he was 15. Yep, 15. I told him that your shoe, your shoe size and your age are not supposed to correlate. That's a good one, so, boo. Uh, you know, now he's probably got a size 18 shoe. Who knows? I know. I don't know. Kids, uh, the clown shoe. He has monster. Ronald McDonald and him <laughs> shop at the same store. That's, uh, I'm going to write that down for yeah, the yuck yucks. Down, boo. Uh, boo, great to be home. Uh, thank you for the informative lesson on boundaries. Yes. I will not be utilizing any of that with you. Ah, thank you, boo. You, I will be. You okay. Got, you got all access. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Okay, we love you. Bye. I'm crying because I love you.
crying Cause I love you Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you.